Welcome to the Think Rural podcast, sponsored by the Texas Social Media Research Institute and the Rural Communication Institute at Tarleton State University. Here's today's episode. I'm here with two amazing and outstanding individuals from the Rural Communication Institute. First, we have Kendall and Anna. Kendall is an undergraduate fellow and Anna is a graduate fellow with the Rural Communication Institute. And today we're talking about all things produce. Yes, we said produce. Produce that you can purchase in your local grocery store. Personally, we're fans of H-E-B, but also we're talking about produce that you could buy from a roadside stand or a farmer's market. So how are you ladies doing today? Wonderful, it's heating up. It is indeed heating up. (laughs) All right, so speaking of heating up, heat and also um, rain are very good for produce. So um, tell me about your favorite fresh fruit or vegetable that grows in your community. Um, I would have to say like right now, I am really loving tomatoes, but I am looking forward in a month or so to um, some nice watermelons. (laughs) Oh, summer goals, summer goals. (laughs) Watermelon is also my favorite. Um, We have a guy in our town who will sell them on a little corner that he picks out out of his truck and they are so good. They're the best watermelons. Okay, y'all, I'm going to put a curveball out there. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I actually, well, it doesn't really grow in my community, but um, I really, really like like kale. Um, oh. I know it's odd, but I use kale in everything from salads to soup to everything. And so I really like fresh grown kale. Um, and I know it's not as sweet as watermelon, but watermelon is a second as well as honeydew melon. If any of you know about honeydew melon, um, but it's super, super good. So yeah, I would say kale. That's a good point. Cause like kale chips are really good when you make them in your, your home and stuff. We do that sometimes. Okay. I need to add that to my summer goals list. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I've been super lazy. <laughs> All right. So Kendall, do you, um, do you see the next question? Yes. So let us know what it is. So a farmer's market is kind of a little, um, a little community of farmers that get together and um, they have normally tables out where you can, um, where they can sell their produce and people can come and buy their produce from them. And it's normally very, very good produce. Sometimes it is like raw vegetables or fruit. And then other times they even turn it into jams or other types of fun things. Okay, I'm gonna have to go to a farmer's market, y'all. I mean, I forget about the jams and the jellies and the honey and all of the amazing, and the popcorn sometimes. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Have you guys ever been to a farmer's market? Yes, my family, we love going to farmer's markets. I like Um, personally to see what other things that they bring, just like 
like you said, popcorn. I think that's really cool. I haven't seen that one, but. We, we always give my daughter like five or $10 when we go um, one, so she can start learning about money and the value and stuff. But like, there are also a lot of um, vendors at the farmer's markets that um, they'll make like, their kids will make slime or uh, in-house Play-Doh or whatever um, that they'll sell in addition. So it's, it's a fun little opportunity for her and for us to know for sure that the uh, vegetables that we're getting are local to the area. Um, because a lot of times, uh, well, just because you buy an organic label in the store, uh, organic doesn't mean that it's local to the area. Uh, it can be organic and grown and shipped from China or wherever. So it's nice to know that you're actually supporting local producers. That's true. They're in your community. They're contributing, you know, to the local infrastructure. So local economics, hey, in rural areas, you have to take what you can get, right? <laughs> mm. So um, Anna, do you mind taking the next question? Yeah, sure, no problem. So um, I don't know about how y'all feel if a uh, locally grown produce tastes differently than produce you purchase in the store. Um, but I think we actually mentioned on a previous podcast, we got a little ambitious with our garden this year. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't know that it, I don't think it would taste different to someone else eating it at our house. Like if we told them, but I think to us, it feels like it tastes a little bit different because we just know the hard work that we've put into it. So we appreciate it and enjoy it more. Um, but I don't know that there's necessarily like a taste uh, difference per se, unless we pick something before it's ripe, which has happened. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, your, your garden, like I still didn't do what I needed to do with my garden, but you know what? There's always a ball. <laughs> There's always a ball. There you go. Yeah. It won't be long and we'll be uh, planning stuff for a uh, carrots and lettuce for winter crops so that'll be good it'll be really good I mean for some reason they grow like faster and more hardy than even the summer vegetables probably because of heat so or lack of rain mm -hmm. so um what do you think Kendall does locally grown produce taste differently than the produce that you purchase at the store so the biggest thing I've noticed is not necessarily grown but um is eggs farm eggs versus like um, store-bought eggs to me taste so much different. Um, I've also noticed like um, tomato. Say it one more time, Kendall. I think the she was saying to me taste so much And she was saying that the tomato, the tomatoes and okra maybe taste a little bit different. Y'all, we are on mm -hmm. rural internet here. You're, you're seeing it live. Most of the time it's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, tomatoes and okra like definitely taste a little mm -hmm. bit different um, than the ones that you would get at the store. And I like the Facebook creep on people because we also have the, our partner, the Texas Social Media Research Institute. and. Um, 
I mean, a lot of people are wanting, I mean, they are wanting to find where the vendors are locally who are selling mm -hmm. like fresh homegrown tomatoes or fresh homegrown okra or, you know, even where the local eggs are. So, uh, I mean, there's a place that's not too far from where I grew up and there, there's, they have the eggs and you can get the, they keep the eggs outside in a little, I guess, hutch and you put your money in and you find that in the city because your eggs and your money would be gone. So like rural is definitely all different. of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yes. So what do you guys do to keep your produce fresh? We actually, um, we have space in our barn and then also in our pantry because we try to keep it out once we've picked it um we try to keep it out of the sunlight if we can so like typically if we could like cool darkish you know dry areas where they don't have like the vegetables and stuff don't have to be stacked right on top of each other mm -hmm. um so they stay fresher longer like right now we have a whole bunch of onions in a rack hanging in our barn so that they can finish drying out before we move them in the house That yes, makes definitely sense. Keeping, I mean, and also, you know, you're avoiding bugs. Mm -hmm. Keeping them dry and in a good place where they can't get ruined is key. And the and, heat and the sunlight. Mm -hmm. And speaking to what you were saying about um, fruit flies and stuff, Dr. Edwards, I think, uh, we, I bought some like little fruit, fruit, fruit fly traps or whatever, but just the app apple cider vinegar like you can just put a little dish out apple cider vinegar with like a little drop of dawn dish soap catch those suckers every time you know and thank you for bringing that up because I mean in the summertime like fruit flies I mean they just love the indoors um, and the produce at the same time so yeah we we've purchased some of those yogurt jars you know that are like I think it's called we but the yogurt jar mm. O-U-I <laughs> the yogurt jars and when those get finished then we um, put some apple cider vinegar at the bottom and it's amazing how those fruit flies just, I mean, they're attracted to it. They're sucker every time. Yes. So um, our second to last question is, if you could grow anything in your backyard or on your porch in a pot, what would you grow and why? We actually have a little, we call it a salsa garden. And it has like cilantro, uh, tomatoes, onions, that kind of thing. And uh, that's my favorite thing to grow is just something that can all complement each other whenever you kind of bring it all together and cook it together. You know what? I mean, that a salsa garden. So you have your tomato, your, well, your tomatoes, your onion, your cilantro. And jalapenos. Yes, we have jalapenos in there too. I forgot that one. That sounds amazing. And I'm not sure if you guys have seen this before, but they're called like three sisters or it's like a three sister growing piece, but basically it's from Native, Native American um, growing techniques, but you basically have your corn and then it's something else and something else and they all grow together. Have you guys heard about that? Yes. I, I haven't actually, that's something new. It's like three sisters. 
but I'm forgetting. I know it's corn, but then it's something else, and some, maybe it's peas. Uh, it's beans and squash. Corn and corn beans, beans and squash. Like we have corn and um, squash beside each other right now, but I did not plant any beans. So I did not do that correctly now that I'm thinking about it. So it's like the, I know the corn grows super fast and then the beans can climb up the corn and then the squash, like they basically have shade, right? Am I thinking about that correctly, y'all? Uh, so like I think yeah I think so because and then it also they all work kind of together in conjunction they did to like for pollinators like mm. to help do that and yeah you're I think yeah you're right the corn offers the beans support and then um the beans uh pull nitrogen from the air and bring it into the soil to benefit all of them and then Sorry, I Googled. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, you you just know a lot about three sisters. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I had to, yeah, I had to Google it. But then the prickly squash leaves, which makes sense because I always get those little barbs in my hand when we're picking it. Um, but they serve to keep away raccoons and other pests, which don't like to step on them. From the whole so, like, shebang. Yeah, so like that is the so image. cool that they've got on here of course as like the corn and then like you said the beans crawling up the stalk and then it looks like they planted the squash around the corn as a protective barrier kind of like a moat it looks like on the oh, gosh. farmersalmanac.com is a wonderful resource we're gonna have to add that to the resource list yes <laughs> oh and if we're All right, our last yeah. Oh, sorry. If we're adding things to our resource list, if you live in the Texas area, uh, or live in Texas, and you go to gotexan.org, it'll show you a list of all the farmers markets because they're in charge of that program. So if you're like curious if you have one in your town or county and what the address is, they have the database for that. Okay, so I think we have some some blog posts and some social media posts coming up super, super soon. So we ha I have three sisters, I have farmers markets with the GoTex database, and I have the farmers all back. So, and then I have a salsa garden, so I don't forget about that either because it sounds amazing. Okay, here's our last and final question. Okay, and I'm not trying to get controversial with this one. Here we go. <laughs> when you are looking at purchasing produce in the supermarket, do you typically look for produce grown in the U.S. or do you not care? It's all on price. This is something I haven't ever really thought about um, before. I usually do look at price just because, um, just because you know, normally it doesn't last very long to uh, mm -hmm. to really matter. It's just kind of whatever's convenient, you know. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm the same way I look at price if if we can and again we like if we can't grow it ourselves or get it at the farmer's market needs something we typically go to HEB but because they are so supportive of like Texas producers um actually that's even where we bought some of our seeds but um if we can even if it's a price difference we try to support uh 
local or American grown um, crops. And HEB is really good about putting like, if they have grown, been grown in Texas, they'll put the little notes about what county. And um, there's, there was, I saw like a video somewhere about like QR codes that you could scan and it'll take you to a video of whatever farm uh, they were produced at. You know what, you just brought up a very good point because we could actually reach out to HEB and ask HEB to join our podcast in a few weeks and um, mm -hmm. to talk about the locally grown produce initiatives that they have. So what do you guys think about that? I'm all for it. Again, I love HEB and not even just outside of their foods and stuff there when they have like their little cups and stuff for the holidays. Like they're so great about uh, keeping in mind, like they've got stuff for Juneteenth coming up. And then they've also got um, like when they had Cinco de Mayo and stuff, they're really good about integrating Texas culture and history with their uh, even their accessories and products like that. It makes sense. I mean, and it makes a big difference for the people in the communities and it, it makes it feel like home. When you go in the HEB, it's kind of like going, you know, to your second home, so. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I had never. Is there anything we missed? Oh, go ahead. Oh, that just the HEB um, being so inclusive of everyone is something I had never thought about. And that's something I can definitely start doing now whenever I do go grocery shopping. Yeah, it's not that far. If you live in Stephenville, um, it's in Granbury, and we have a super one. And if you go on Saturdays, it's when they have samples. If you just want to go around lunchtime and just walk around the store. You don't even have to buy lunch. I didn't know that. I didn't. Know That's awesome. <laughs> College That's survival plus. tips. That's what I used <laughs> to do. Right. <laughs> Well, very cool, you all. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversation today, and I know that our listeners will too, because you know it's the summertime. You're you're getting access to those fresh fruits and vegetables that are only around for a small period of time, especially in the um, in in Texas. So get them while you can, whether it's at a produce stand or farmers market or all you can pick kind of you know farm but or HEB or any local grocer. So um, you guys, thank you so much and look forward to our next um, series. So in July, we'll be talking about rural healthcare and also in August, we'll be talking about rural education and also we've planned for September. So it will focus on um, rural and um, rural economics and small businesses and entrepreneurship. All right, guys, have a good day. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.